You are listening to the Loyal Locals Podcast. My name is Jerry Jimenez. I am joined once again, of course, by Mr. Steve and Mr. Drew. What's up, guys? How much, man? Hanging in there. I'm changing it up. I didn't, yeah, give, uh, I didn't give your last names. I feel like everybody already knows who we are. Yeah, right. I just I just automatically say Jerry Jimenez. I don't know why, but it just comes naturally. How you guys been, man? I haven't seen you in like a week. Yeah, I know. Um, um, how's everything doing- going? How's life? How's work? How's work, Drew? I hear you're busy. Good. It was just working, man, and then did work for the SG earlier today. So we're working all over the place here. Nice. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Steve, how are you? how's work, man? Works good. Works good. Baby's good. Baby's sleeping. You know, life is good when the baby sleeps. Um, I feel like 95% of parenting is waiting for the next nap. So. Yo, absolutely. I mean, I, I love it. I love being a father. It's, it's so amazing. I love yeah. it. So. It's, it's <laughs> the greatest thing, man. Um, yeah, honestly, I just want to talk about anything else but the game. But I guess yeah, we'll eventually please. get to it. Uh, so it is what it is. Uh, you guys you guys know how we start this off, man. I'm actually doing a little special one since since I, I missed out and I left you guys uh, kind of out cold and didn't do a shot of tequila last time that we did a pod. I'm doing it today, and I'm doing it with my Katrina shot glass nobody can see it but i'll eventually post a picture of this so you guys can see it this was brought to me from uh from somewhere in mexico um hold it back up hold it back up oh you see that oh that's pretty wonderful very nice i couldn't find my cozumel glass so i just settled for generic uh clear shot glass well that's nice though those are cool that's a cool design yeah, yeah, yeah. is that is that prince's house yes <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i know that all right cheers gentlemen cheers yeah there's a microphone at the bottom Ooh. of the shot glass, just like in Prince's house. There's a, a microphone in every room, just in case he wanted to record. Oh my goodness, dude, that's a good one. Okay, so I might need a refill. I need to recommend this for those of you that like tequila. Um, my my wife is actually a, a big tequila drinker. I'm not so much. Uh, I don't know what that makes me. It doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, the tequila that i'm drinking is casamigos i think i mentioned in one of our last episodes it's like owned by george clooney and some of his you know rich friends drew what were you saying it was george clooney oh it's her? a what's her face um a model famous model from when we were growing up it's her husband um if he couldn't be luckier and then he starts a tequila company with george clooney right they're neighbors apparently in, in uh, cabo and that's how they came up with the idea oh. was like hey we should make a tequila and then from there they went and like really made a really fantastic tequila. I've yeah, it's good. Really enjoyed every time I've had it. It's really good. Um, what are you? What, what, what were you drinking, uh, Steve? Tequila de Jalisco. It's a tequila <laughs> I bought down in Mexico like five years ago because I ran out of Casadores and I searched the back of my liquor cabinet and yeah. I found Cindy it. Cindy Crawford's husband. Cindy Crawford. Incredible, oh. dude. That's a right. um, that's a good looking bottle too. And uh, I was telling you a little bit about that, that, but uh, yeah, I mean, tequila in general is, is a fantastic drink. If you're not drinking it, I don't know what's wrong with you. You're missing out. Try it out. It's it's not for everybody. To be to be fair, <sighs> I can still feel it. It wasn't for me like ten years ago. Now it's much more for me. So it, it also it? evolves on you. You know, try it on. If you haven't had it in a couple of years, give it a try. It's an acquired taste. It's an acquired yeah. taste. Uh, yeah, awesome. So we are definitely going to get to this uh, game. Of course, we're gonna. Yeah, you know, talk about some good, the bad, the ugly, the, the really ugly, the horrendous, the terrible. It's all accurate. Um, and, then we're gonna talk about, and then we're going to talk about some really cool stuff, actually, that's uh, happening. And we're going to get ready for this upcoming game. Uh, we have to look forward instead of looking backwards. We're going to be facing off against the Las Vegas Luces, the Las Vegas Lights. Uh, so, yeah, man. Um, I mean... Should we just jump into it? I was going to say, I'm going to play this this song in the background. Some people might recognize it. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and, and leave it in here. Oh, that's not it. What is that? Hold on. Yeah. There it is. All right. It was last week. Um, let's start by talking about the beginning of this game. Uh, there was something that was shown to the players, and it was super last minute. Everything in this club, in this supporter group, seems to be <laughs> last minute, uh, uh, much to the... Uh, much to, much to the uh, love-hate relationship that we have with this and much to uh, 
to Drew's chagrin because <laughs> he likes to be prepared <laughs> hey man, and do things we, The longer we take properly? on stuff, the better it always turns out. But yes, when we are hard-pressed to do stuff, it always is great no matter what the time length is. It just always is, you know, yeah. whether or not we have the time. But that's been literally the entire experience for all of us, right? It's yes. just like... Oh, we have a team. Oh, they have a name. Oh, we're going like right. Like that's been the whole thing. Yeah, right? and I joke so, and I joke around right fun. because yeah. I said I said it was 2021, right? That we should start in 2021, yeah. and then uh, I'm sorry, my bad. Uh, no, <laughs> so, man, but it was it's exciting. The, the this thing was amazing. From 48 hours of like here's what we're doing to having it made was incredible. Yeah, so uh, it's so, kind of yeah. We'll back up. So I, I thought you know coming back home after a good performance, I kind of had this this idea that just kind of sparked in my head like. Man, what can we do? We can't be there, um, you know, singing, cheering them on, um, you know, be there for their their walkout like we did for the the um, for game one when we saw them walk out to the pitch mm -hmm. um, from the locker room, you know, and then we marched into our section. So, like, what, you know, what can we do? And kind of my thought was, like, well, we could, you know, show some kind of video because, um, you know, other other clubs have done the, card, the cardboard cutouts or they've done um like zoom you know on the big screen during the matches but that doesn't feel like personal enough you know to me like the first match you know the home opener we did the letter to the players and the scarves on the lockers um and i thought that was you know i obviously don't know how, really how it went over i haven't um like seen any footage or feedback or anything like that but yeah the um, players hated it they, yeah, from it what i hear what, what i heard just from I think I heard, I heard from Shannon just say that it was incredible, you know, and it went over super well. Like I want to do something again with like another restart, you know, picking the season back up. Um, so this kind of popped in my head and I ran it by you, Drew, and I ran it by you, Jerry. And you guys were like, you know, Hey, I, I really love the idea, but damn, that's a quick turn. And so my brain goes to, well, what about John? Let's ask John Cross what he's up to and see if he would be willing to kind of take the time and throw this together as soon as he could. It was meant and, to be. Uh, I'm just going to say, I that. can't, I can't loud his efforts enough. Like he absolutely killed this video. Um, as much as everybody who emailed and submitted said that they hated their own videos and their own recordings. And I couldn't agree more. Um, I think it turned out so well. I, I'm so proud of, you know, the, the, the speech. I'm so proud of the, the people that submitted videos and how it turned out. Um, from what I saw, the player reactions, you know, the player reaction, the, um, the public reaction, the mentions, the, responses the retweets everything you know seemed to go over super well um and that's not really what's important what's important is the players and um you know i think what stood out to me the most is that the day after the match so monday uh john kempen who you know clearly met of the match and we'll get to that um you know he retweeted so then he said you know tough loss we'll learn from it but damn that you know that video really stood out thank you so much and like that hit home to me because that means that that meant something to those players and we did something good that connected to them before that match um so it kind of you know the intention was was seen through so. saint saint john of saint john of kempen please say it correctly saint john of kempen uh no that was that was great man and uh i wanted to really commend you on that because drew and i got really really busy and as much as we, we were talking about like oh yeah we're gonna record it we just never got around to it, man, because we just have been so slammed with work and couldn't do it. My wife's birthday and anniversary, yeah. I mean, oh, it's like, it was What's wrong the with wrong you? weekend for me, but I was yeah. so happy for two reasons. Number one, I, I don't think people need to hear from me or see me more. So I didn't really need to be in the video you to begin what? with. And giving them footage would have just made John feel like he had to put me in there. So glad that he uh, never got that chance but other other than that i mean it's like it was just fantastic all around and it was fun to see everybody else's face who i haven't gotten to see in a, in a while yeah. Um, yeah and that yeah. that for me was really exciting so um just beyond my own kind of selfish like hey i want to be in it but like it was way better not to so like in that sense yeah we were totally busy but it it was fantastic as is and uh for me as you said like we've been thinking a lot about how do we impact the players in different ways and we've got other ideas and fun ways of doing it but this was just a way that like hey we can do this like what's something feasibly we can do in 48 hours because steve felt like we had to do something um and this was the way to do it so it was cool it was really really cool yeah, yeah so go ahead. I think I'll, I'll just go out and do a little, few shout outs to the people that I know, you know, submitted. So Afmir, Marklin, um, Gabriel, um, Tom Blick, the list goes on and on, man. I, I, I'm so happy. Um, the people, you know, the guys at Two Balls, they submitted a video. Um, 
I think I already mentioned Paul, Paul Naku, who does a lot of well, Instagram Na- stuff, has a lot of great uh, inst- outtakes on his uh, like personal yeah. Instagram as well. Yeah. Paul Naku, Paul Topier, Paul who um, helps me with social great media. Nate Wiggins. Um, Topier with the really smoke cool. was just like, I know Eileen. Eileen is also in leadership, director of merchandise. Lara, who's one of our finance people. Um, I'm sorry if I'm forgetting anybody, but thank you so much. You know, it, it, everybody um, submitting a video and any footage uh, really made that what it was. And I'm, I'm super proud of how it turned out. Um, I think it's kind of one for the archives. Um, and again, huge shout out to John Cross. Um, if you guys listening haven't heard of him, please check out his Twitter page at BPD Soccer Shorts um, and become a patron to support his work. Um, he's it doing a, a dollar very month. dollar month really and not. it goes up from there. But um, support him because he's doing great, great work. I'm um, doing a big, pretty big scale locals documentary, which um, if you're a patron, you get kind of inside footage too, which um, is amazing to see even from our end. And, you know, we kind of yeah. lived it, um, but seeing it over, is just every time he releases one, I, I can't wait to watch it. And um, it kind of brings back, you know, wow, look where we were back when I think Jerry, you text me when the one came out of the, of us at Thunderhawk, like, dude, look, look how, like young we were back then what we didn't know how you know look where we've come in four or five months like things are getting you know we're growing so fast and it's cool to see so please 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 support john um he does phenomenal work um even if you can't right now with the pandemic and everything support him monetarily with the patron with becoming a patron um follow his pages retweet his stuff um that doesn't cost anybody money but it um gets his message out more so please 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 yeah Absolutely. It's uh, fantastic uh, work that he's doing. Drew, do you want to add something? Oh, I was going to say, he's. it's crazy because with Bruce Barcada and everything else that he does around town, he, yeah. he films all this stuff that I've seen him around. I always call him a guardian angel just because he's always there, kind of like hanging out with his camera, either like, especially at, <laughs> at Bridge, he was always like on the bank or kind of far away getting these long distance shots that when you see him composite it all together, it's beautiful. But it's funny because he's just hanging out. But he... It, you go to his Patreon and then you see all the other stuff he's doing, not just for locals that you're like, man, does he do, does he, you know, how does he do this for all the other projects? And you see the deep end and you see soccer kids and you see some of the other projects he works on. It's like he gets footage on all of them and he gets a lot of footage on all of them. And obviously the things he's passionate about, he really works about, which includes us, which is fantastic. But yeah. it, it really is cool. His passion for grassroots in any form, not just locals. Um, but really any anywhere that he can find people who are supporting the game that they love for free um, is really, I think, where his heart's at. So it's it's a, amazing that he sees fit to, to bless us with his presence and, and this kind of stuff. So thanks, he, John. He, you're talking about him, like you said, uh, like a guardian angel, and he's literally, he was there on Sunday uh, in the bushes, like hiding and getting film because he wasn't allowed yeah. to be yeah. in the stadium, but somehow he managed to to get some footage. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but no, I think it was fine from where he he's was. always working. He's always trying to make it better for everybody, and it's and it's mainly for you, the San Diego sports fan. That's who he's doing it for. He's not doing it for himself. He's doing it because he loves this just as much as you do, and he wants you to see those moments. Yeah. All right, so I think it goes uh, without saying, Steve. I'm just gonna keep going through your notes, yep. man, because your yeah. your notes are amazing. Uh, yeah, just bad, bad loss, right? Uh, Talk about the game. Let's jump right into it. All and right. Say, uh, uh, All right. Fine, the bandit off. Fine, 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 fine. Yeah. Um, for those of you that weren't uh, following and you know paying attention to what's been going on in USL, USL is gonna USL. There's all sorts of weird things that happen one of them being when you think it's going to be an easy game we call that a trap game right and uh this was definitely felt that way but at the same time also not the year i should say your san diego loyal soccer club falls one nil to the la galaxy 2 a team that uh really showed up man i mean what else is there to say those guys were after that ball it's a bad performance from San Diego Loyo. Again, you know, we we take our first first ever loss in the history of the San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. Um, it was uh, yeah, it was definitely not a, a fun time. Uh, that was that was hard to watch, guys. How how do we feel about it? Yeah, it was hard to watch. 
it, it, it really was those the um those kids from los dos came out and they pressed the hell out of the guys they were relentless relentless on the press it's so much energy um coming off and of, of note they came off a four no loss to phoenix the week before so i think they came off with a chip on their shoulder saying you know hey we're not this bad um i know that they even sent a couple players um from their normal squad to you know MLS scout the MLS Galaxy senior team mm-hmm. um, in the bubble in Orlando, so they're they're even depleted a little more than they usually are. But I just think the chip on their shoulder they came out with. They pressed hard. They pressed high. Um, really, really, really energetic. Uh, just totally disrupted everything we tried to do. Um, the one you know, one of the ways to break a press is you play quick, two touch, soccer, accurate passing, control the game, control the ball, find the space. Um, and there was just nothing working and just tried to find the players out of the back, couldn't find the midfield. The midfielders couldn't find any space to operate within, you know, couldn't turn with the ball at their feet. Um, that first half just did not work for them. And no matter what they were trying to do, um, there's a couple breakaways, you know, Francis had a couple chances to, to change the complexity of the game. You know, everybody knows in, in soccer, it's a, that's, it's almost the be- part of the beauty of the game is you, you, you know, even if it's against the run of play, you score a goal, it changes everything. You know, if we went up one nil there with Francis off the off the crossbar or the one he skied over the over early, um, it changes everything. And instead of trying to pass out the back, we're we're hitting long balls and and trying to kind of make the game dirty and ugly and tire them out instead of you know building and trying to score score first still. So, man, you never know. Like Jerry said, it's it's part of it here. You, you never know what you're going to get, and. Uh, we got a high energy side that just totally tried to disrupt everything we're doing. It's, it's, it's tough to see. I expect more. I think we're a better club than that. And I think that the, the club knows it too. And uh, from what I gather from interviews and Landon's tone, you know, just from what I saw on, on TV and all that stuff, I know that he's disappointed by that performance. Um, and I, I, I think he expects better. So I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing how they rebound. Um, and I think we'll talk about, you know, the future game later, but I want to give you guys your chance to rant too. <laughs> True. Uh, it was completely inept in the first half of controlling possession, right? They they just kind of took the ball over in the midfield and we couldn't really hold on to it. And they used their youth and their ability to press heavily and have five subs against us, right? Um, especially because the week before they played in extreme heat, and so did we. They came here, and I think they felt like, we felt like, hey, we're going to play a tactical, smart game. They felt like, oh, we can just run all day now since it's not hot, right? And that's our game anyway since we are low dose. Um, and they just say, hey, we're going to throw our talent at you, like throwing their talent against the wall and see what sticks. That's always kind of been their MO, and to be fair, watching LA Galaxy, always been the style of their parent club as well. So... Not surprising that that's what they're going to do in the first minute. You could see them pushing like three or four players almost into our final third. So it was not surprising. It was just surprising that it took about till halftime to kind of regain something. But the team and our keeper, um, I'm just watching some stuff right here, like the header at the 35th minute that I've been watching over and over here on this clips package where he thought Vasquez, number 62, thought it was going in for sure, right? So, dude is just headering it in. Thought it was going in, but Kempen was just stellar and kind of kept us in a game that could have been two or three off at the outset the other way. As Steve was saying, if, uh, you know, it's a game of inches, right? You you score one our way, we're good. They could have also scored two or three on us. So, I think it felt like a 1-0 loss. It felt kind of more like it could have been two or three. Um, but at the yeah. same time, there is hope, and there was some really good... Um, personal pieces, I think, that stood out to me as players that I want to watch going forward. One being John uh, in goal, St. John of Kempen, and the other ones being kind of Bev in the midfield who came on and had a really good addition. And Charlie also worked his butt off, even though it was a really rough game. Um, and I still he want to see more from him as well. Yeah. Yeah. And as I think I'll kind of lead into that, you know, with the two halftime subs, um, two halftime subs in midfield, um, I think that kind of showed especially where Landon thought that the problems were, you know, we couldn't control the game through the midfield. The defenders couldn't find passes, couldn't connect passes, and we had nothing going forward because the midfield was just overrun. And that's especially um, kind of, you know, daunting to say, given that we play a three, five, two, that's, that's five midfielders and we were still overrun in the midfield. Um, 
you know, I, I love the club. I think, you know, as a, the supporters group, you know, we have the same goals, but we're going to call them out when calling out is due. And I, I don't think Colin played well. I don't think Alvarez played well. Um, and that's reflected in, you know, their 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 substitutions. Um, I support them. I want them to play better. But, you know, I think the second half with the, those, the, the two subs that came in, um, Beverly and um, Elijah Martin, I think that it was a better second half. And although they scored in the second half, um, I think we ultimately, you know, did play better. Um, but, at the, at, you know, even then extrapolating that midfield discussion to the end of the game, you know, three of the five starting midfielders were subbed by the by the end of the game. And that's that's not a great, you know, sign. Like you want to you want to you, you want to use those subs to get fresh legs in offense and maybe sh- change a formation from a three five two to a, you know, four four three three with attacking wingers that, or attacking you know fullbacks that push push high up um, to get more offense when you're you know potentially tied in the sixty fifth seventieth minute or you're even then down one nil in the seventy first minute and you really got to get a goal. You want to use those subs as you can. And I know we have five subs now, but. Um, Still, three out of five substitutions in midfield isn't a great sign. So I absolutely expect more um, from these guys. And like I said before, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they um, turn things around. You know, LA Galaxy 2 is not a great uh, team. And they were coming in from a 4-0 loss against uh, Phoenix. I mean, that's pretty bad. You know, and so definitely came in, you know, trying to trying to get revenge on, on you know, yeah. th- themselves i don't know it's just they they came in thinking there's no way we're going to let this 4-0 happen again we're going to come in and we're just going to control the tempo and that's you know pretty much what they did right at the beginning like you said you're they're coming at us and you're looking at we okay and i'm going to just go ahead and uh disclaimer this real quick you don't come to this podcast for stats you don't come to this podcast to hear you know specifics of the game but we're going to do our best and when we do give you some stuff hopefully you um you agree and if you don't Please message us, comment. We need to have conversations. Uh, that's how this con- uh, community grows, and that's how this conversation gets started. But you guys reaching out and telling us, "Hey, actually, I don't agree with what you guys said," and uh, this is how I feel about it. Because you know, this is uh, this is talking points, man. We need to talk about this this club. Th- this game gave us so much to talk about. I think the first thing that I noticed once the uh, the starting eleven came out was, uh, you know, immediately Raúl Parra, Irvin Parra was not not on the lineup. Um, Steve, you have a little bit of insight on that. What what happened with with him? So all I heard, you know, heard just a few whispers that he had a little knock on the knee. Um, okay. You know, okay. I, I haven't heard anything Inj- since. From, uh, I think they posted training? some vid- video today that he was in training and he scored. So you oh, know, things might be know. okay. Maybe might have just been a a one, um, you know, a one game kind of thing. But I I hope, you know, hope hopefully that's the case. And in training, you know, that goal scored. Brings him back because I think this club needs some offense, and I think Ben Spencer, that that new signee we talked about last week, I think he'll bring some of that. Um, yeah, I think Francis yeah. Francis had it, like I mentioned before, Francis had a couple chances up top, um, and he's got to finish those. But I don't think he's a he's not a number nine kind of striker by himself. You know, he's definitely more of the the secondary. You know, referencing the U.S. national team, Charlie Davies kind for the to the um Josie Altatore counterpart. So I think we're we missed the par you know, Irvin Para target guy um up there. And I I, I hope to see him back. And if not, uh, maybe Spencer up top too. Yeah. So Okay. We'll see. So we're talking about uh stats possession here. Uh the 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 numbers given were fifty four percent to uh Los Dos, forty six percent to Loyal. To be fair, that felt a lot more Lopsided. It felt like it was more Galaxy Two that had control of the ball for a large portion of at least the first half. Uh, and then we're looking at passing accuracy, eighty-two percent for Los Dos, seventy-two for Loyal. That's bad. That's bad. Uh, and then yeah. shots. You look at the amount of shots. Uh, you know, not shots on goal necessarily, but shots. Eighteen from Los Dos to eight of San Diego Loyal, and then shots on goal. We had one shot on goal, and Eight from Galaxy Two. Eight, John. Eight. Kempen. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's the problem right there. Man of the match. Perfect segue into Kempen. And yep. uh, I think clear man of the match. I mean, he's he made. I can think of four incredible saves. Um, like MLS, you know, save of the week quality saves. So yeah, um, it's clear he's, to see he, why I he's a lone in MLS. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's that level. He, he's yeah, I mean, he played for Club. I'm sorry, he played for Sporting Kansas City. Um, it's clear to see why he's a loney from an MLS club. Um, man, he's got quality. He, he knows what he's doing. Um, it's clear to see, and uh, I think we're lucky to have him. And uh, massive, massive shout out to to John for yeah. his not just that a warrior mentality too, like yeah. taking shots, like kind of that what we all praised him Howard for in the Belgium game with a crazy number of saves and blah, blah, blah. But like the warrior mentality to stay in there and feel like my defense keeps putting me out, but I'm not going to hold it against him. And I still have to trust him here and here. Um, I've seen it live and I saw it here in this game. And it reminded me of what happened in KC when I did see him in person before when he was an MLS goalkeeper in that crazy game against Portland where they went 11 rounds of penalty kicks. And it's just like, how do how do you stay in that and keep like fighting the whole time? And it just always feels like it's weighing against you. And to me, that's really what it was is like him just staying in there and saying, okay, I, I have to keep my team in this game. And if I can do that and I can bat off six, seven, eight, nine, whatever balls I have to, just that one shot that can get on goal, we at least can steal a point or maybe get three. Right. And that's, that's huge moving forward. And that's where to me, like that was the bright spot was we, we now have that opportunity in other games that we didn't know we had because our, our back line and our keeper, we, we have a whole stable of good keepers, but the one leading the charge here is obviously elite yeah. and stellar. So I was yep. listening to the unnamed soccer podcast today. And uh, something that stuck out of that they mentioned was, uh, you know, we're all looking forward to all of this club's first, even the first mm. loss. And I'm like, no, no, I wasn't. But now <laughs> that it's here, it's like, all right, first loss. All right. <laughs> no, Jordan, I am not looking forward to the first <laughs> loss. What is wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> we need to have a chat. Uh, no, but it was, uh, you know, one of those things that it's, of course, of course it's going to happen. And it's heartbreaking, yeah. but you know what? It's good to get the first one out of the way because there will be more to come. And, I mean, you know, you don't want to hear that as a supporter, but it's the truth. And you know what? That's good because it just like in life, in the game of soccer, you learn more from your losses than you do your wins. Mm -hmm. You know where to adjust. You know where to get better. You know how to become a better club. And I think that this is going to be a big wake up for them. They're going to realize what they need to change. As you said, I think the midfield, we have a very very weak mid midfield right now um and i i don't know how i can even say that because we have such good players in the midfield um yeah. it hasn't felt like the movement of the ball going through the middle that's where the middle the middle controls that right getting it from the back to the front like that that the the middle players are the ones that are supposed to be controlling this game and it just the the flow of the game is just it it, it was I was so, so annoying. It was, I just I don't have any other words. Uh, you know, it was just frustrating. I think that's the best word. Uh, frustrating. Yeah, they just, they just, they just straight disrupted everything we tried to do through the, the middle yeah. of the field. Yeah. And I think you were trying to, you were, you were kind of getting there and I'll, uh, I'll finish that is that you know, I'm really, really interested in seeing how the team responds. Um, this yeah. is definitely the first time that they've seen any kind of press. Um, so here, you know, LA Galaxy 2 kind of presented a blueprint on how to really mess with San Diego Loyal's formation, their game plan, their style. Um, so how are they going to respond within this week? Because I, I would not be surprised if, if Las Vegas Lights come out and they press. Because why wouldn't they, right? They're, they just they just watch this game, too. They're going to see this footage. They're going to study this footage. They're going to go... Ronaldo had a similar game plan, too. We yeah, in a way, yeah. They, when he made it pretty dirty and ugly to kind of, you know, last, last time... Um, they pressed they early, the goal and just just frustrated the yeah. game, yeah. But how are how are they going to come out and and change things? How's Landon, you know, and Nate going to come out and say, well, if Las Vegas come and press, how are we going to defeat this press? How are we going to play two touch soccer? How are we going to play quick passes and find the space? Um, because otherwise, we're going to see this high pressing system against us week after week after week, regardless of if the opposition is built for it, because it's a blueprint. And once you have a blueprint to beat a team, you're going to follow that blueprint. So, I, I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing how how they respond. Yeah, same here. Um, I mean, what what else can we talk about? You know, the, it, 
I guess one, one note that you had in here, actually, and this is a very good point. They have done a really good job of owning up to the bad performance. They know they didn't do good. It's not like they're like, yeah. well, you know, this stuff happens. No, they're saying, yes, we were not good. And they're owning it. So, you know, shouts to those guys for at least being able to man up and say, hey, yeah, no, that was not good at all. And we expect better from ourselves. So, We'll talk about one of the good points of Sunday was Shannon McMillan on the on the call. Oh, my goodness. She was incredible. Yeah, I think I thought that was awesome. So huge shout out to Shannon and Jack Cronin. Um, love seeing a couple local, you know, uh, commentators there on the call yeah. um and then shouts to shannon with her ownership for the nwsl la um la team so yeah, huge shouts to that i hope that's kind of a you know obviously i hope it's a stepping stone somewhere to bring a team down south to san diego but um regardless um massive shout outs i think it's incredible to bring nwsl to the state of california where it's long been overdue to come here so um yeah, that's exciting it's been like 10 years since uh yeah almost ridiculous had, when you think yeah, about it women's yeah. women's uh soccer team so yeah excited for shannon i think uh you know I, i'm sure she's her position there's just going to be an ownership it sounds like and so she'll, she'll continue to be involved with san diego loyal um here we don't know if mm-hmm. it's going to affect anything of uh in san diego you know her involvement in la i mean it's an ownership of uh, 120 something people in LA, actually thirty. Yeah, it's it's pretty large. No, it's it's you look at the website and it's just it's awesome. It's name after name of woman who is extremely accomplished in their field or in soccer and contributing to that ownership. So it's they're doing it in a way that makes everyone proud, which is cool. And it's cool that you'll be a part of that. And again, sky's the limit here. Sky's the limit there. Yeah, pretty cool. I think I was mentioning to you guys, you know, that I. I can totally see a NWSL team coming to San Diego, but I think we first have to do our job right here as the locals, as supporters of Loyal, and show that San Diego is a soccer town, that San Diego does deserve a team. And, uh, you know, it starts with you guys that are listening. So thank you for being a part of this. We're going to keep it going here. Uh, The big thing that happened, actually, you guys have been asking for it. We are finally able to say that the masks are on sale. We have... The locals face masks available now for purchase. Steve, do we we don't have those yet, right? This is still a pre-sale. No, they went from um, Istanbul, Turkey, to Paris, France, and now they're in Belgium. Okay. So I'm I'm still waiting for those to uh to arrive. The scarves, <laughs> the huge the scarves are huge boxes, and those come in like three days. And these are apparently having a nice little tour of Europe before they decide to come stateside <laughs> into my garage. get some so. trap <laughs> before they come here. <laughs> uh, so I'm tracking those. I was hoping to get them this week um, to send those out by this weekend, but I'm not sure now. Um, we'll see. We'll see where they go from Belgium. <laughs> technically have 48 hours or actually yeah. 72 because they but do once, Saturday. Once they come in... Um, we have all the information from the people who did buy the scarf, the I'm sorry, the scarf, the masks already, um, mm-hmm. and we'll get those out right away. Um, just we'll have Usually a things take about two three days locally, so yeah, should be pretty yeah. quick. Usually about two to three days from when we send them out for people to get them. Um, so obviously, when we do get them, it'll probably be, I'd say, one day processing time to package because we've, I'll say the the masks have gotten a pretty good, um, pretty good sale. You know, I think we've sold what 25 plus 10 plus 15 ish so that's what 50, so 50 total, total masks half so. of some of our stock yeah. yeah and then about a third to over overall yeah so it's crazy nice yeah. so it, just, it'll be a, just masks so. it'll be a good night of good night of packaging to get those those uh packaged and labeled and and then dropped off at the nearest postal office but um once that happens we'll get those out to you and we can't wait for you know, you guys to, to wear the masks. So it's exciting. Nice. Yeah. Hey, maybe I during next week's game. We'll see. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're talking about next game. Actually, that's what I was going to say. I didn't realize that this is going to be the Las Vegas lights. First game back. They haven't yeah. played a game. So mm-hmm. we can't even, we can't even scout them. We can't say, Oh yeah, by the way, they're coming back from a win or from a loss against so-and-so. Nope. They haven't played a game. They're coming and their fir- and their first game was against us, and it was home. It was here. It was right? here. So this, their first game was here against us. Their second game is here against us. 
Mm-hmm. That's weird. It's crazy. 1-1. Uh, we're what? hoping for a much better, you know, uh, scoreline uh, this Saturday. Right, but uh, but they obviously look different, right? When all those they other look different. Marks, I was gonna have... say there's some changes here, man. What's what's going on? Tell us. So, uh, Winalda is no longer the coach of the <gasps> Las Vegas Lights. Um, you know, there was an article that came out that just said there were differences between their ownership and Winalda's vision. Um, it was kind of vague, and I really haven't heard much since. You know, on on. Twitter or social media or reports or Reddit or anything like that. Um, Really am interested in what kind of happened there, but at the same time, um, it is what it is. So Frank Yollop, who obviously has MLS experience, he was involved with Reno um, before going to Las Vegas. He's now the coach, so I wouldn't underestimate this, uh, his ability to coach and scout and prepare at all. Um, He's definitely been around the block. He knows what he's doing. Um, what we saw the first game against Vegas, but I, I mean, at least what I saw was, you know, they kind of got that wonder goal really early on, you know, that, that really long strike right into the upper V. Um, and then they kind of made the game ugly. I mean, we, we, we did, we got that goal back, um, but it was kind of a scrappy game after that. They made it really physical. They just lots of long balls, um, disrupted our midfield, disrupted our flow. I still think we dominated that first game, but, it, you know, kind of where I'm going with this is this this could look very very different. So, um, it's like you know, Jerry, like you said, it's it's hard to scout. It's hard to it's hard to see what what may happen here. Um, and I I, I bet you anything, the club feels the same way, it's especially t- with the new manager. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, I think I feel like uh, Las Vegas Lights is difficult to scout. Regardless, this this is a fourth coach in less than three yeah. seasons. Uh, and fifteenth you know. jersey in two games. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh my god, they're a they're a circus. To be fair, they're Las Vegas. They're very much Las Vegas. Um, yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's something got stuck in my throat because I just yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> these guys uh, started out with uh, Chelise as a coach. I mean, that in itself tells you right there what you're trying to go for. You're you're going for the uh, you're going for the show, right? Not so much maybe the win, which I'm sure the the supporters. Which by the way, we um, you know those guys are cool. We uh, you know, we 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 chat with them. I feel for them, and I feel for them because yeah, they can. They're definitely not very happy with what's happening over there. So we'll we'll see, man. I mean, what do you guys see happening? Are we gonna make any adjustments? Are you gonna are we gonna see the same starting eleven for this game? Or I mean, what are your predictions for this game? I'm hoping Parra's up top, at least, just because he's obviously shown the most flashes in XG. You know, right? He's still looking for a a solid goal um, that feels like his, you know, to claim. But I think that he he has shown the best chances, for sure, and the best shots on goal that we've seen the short season in terms of putting it together. And I do think, as you guys were saying, we don't have a clear number nine in the form of most of our our build-up play is really beautiful when it does work together. It really is a full team game so it's trying to get that right three or four to click um you know together to figure out what's the good combinations we have and who can you rotate in who can you rotate out so i do think that you're going to see maybe him up top and as i was saying the players that highlighted last game i think somebody like beverly maybe earned the chance to start um this game by their performance in the second half last game um so those two for me would be kind of the two that you definitely are going to see back in but uh, as you said, I think it's going to be a little bit different. And for the players, they thought they would have to go wait till August to go back to Vegas and play in the heat against these guys. Um, this is a chance that they actually got to go sooner, play at home in, in a much more temperate uh, zone, and still take a chance against them. So I'm excited to see what they can do, right? Because um, the, there's some venom in their veins to say, hey, we want to pull one back over on these guys who tried to mess up our home opener and took advantage of our kind of emotional state on the night. So I'm excited in that sense, yep. but, but those two for me would be the highlights. Yeah. And even, even on that, uh, you know, Parra came from Las Vegas last season. So there's a chip on his shoulder that I think he had in the first match. And I think that you know, he could continue to have, if he's healthy enough to start um, in this match. So well, Eric Avila also played for, uh, for Vegas. I think there's a couple of other players actually that played for Vegas. Interesting stuff, but you know, we, uh, we uh we're looking forward to it. I think it's uh they definitely need to make adjustments. I would absolutely agree with you on that, Drew. Um, uh, you know, I, I do see maybe Beverly Macangila coming in, 
uh, starting off the game rather than coming in in the second half. I mean, th- I think he made a big enough of a difference or that that's huge. Um, and then who was the first one? I missed that, by the way. The first player you mentioned? Me? Yes. Erwin uh, Parra. Oh, Parra. Okay. Because I, uh, I didn't want to be wrong because I was going to say Parra as well. So, yes, I agree with yeah. those two. Um, and then, huh. I don't think there's any other changes that I would. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, Martin, not very impressive. Uh, maybe have him be replaced. Um, and not Colin, by the way. I'm talking. Uh, he actually, um, uh, Elijah came in the second half, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was not. Halftime, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure that. I like this. Uh, to be fair, I don't want to point him out uh, or like just say it was him, but everybody honestly <laughs> just needs to get better. So we'll see. Uh, when you see that scoreline with LAG one and us zero, it just pains you, right? Everyone on the field is failing you at that point, Jerry, right? Yes. That's it. <laughs> uh, Steve, do you see any? Uh, I mean, are you guys going to make predictions or do you want to talk about kind of what you're looking at, at this squad? Maybe making some changes, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys kind of highlighted the changes. I think Beverly kind of earned that with his effort. You know, every time he he went up, he went up top and he lost the ball. You saw him tracking back too. Um, that's you, you love to see that kind of effort. Um, as far as predictions go, I, I think tactically, you know, I, I think I've touched on it that I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas comes out they press to do almost exactly what the Galaxy two did, and it, let's see if if uh, you know the coaching through the week. When the training through the week could, um, you know, kind of combat that with two-touch soccer, with clean passes, finding space, quick turns. Um, it's different than what we saw, especially against Tacoma when we, you know, in the game we won. Um, it's different than what we saw against Real Salt Lake when we went away. You know, we got that early goal against Real Salt Lake and then we kind of just controlled possession, um, controlled the ball. I think that's, um, so it's different. It's 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 different soccer but that doesn't mean that we're incapable of doing it we have a, a veteran squad you know and i think we're, we're not equipped to press or counter press um that's not going to be our style of soccer so how we play around that is is quick passing and uh yeah. dominate the midfield and always have an available player to play you know to play the ball to and let's see if that happens um i think it's 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 almost landon's like landed in eight's like first you know, true technical challenge on how to how to work around something and how to kind of game plan against maybe what's coming. And and what if, and if they don't, what if what if they don't? What if they game plan for a press and they don't come out and press? What if they come out and you know sit back mid mid block or low block um, and and do counterattacking football? Like that's that could pot- totally happen too. So who knows? You know, yep. I'm very much looking forward to just seeing how the squad, how how the coaches, how they respond to not only losing but losing to a two team that we should have definitely beaten quality wise and not just losing to a two team that we should have beaten quality wise but doing that poorly yeah um you know we did not look good in that game and we already talked about that but we did not look good so so we get we get we get a chance to uh you know hopefully get revenge on them not too far away from now, I mean, we face Vegas coming up here on the 25th. By the way, time change, 7 p.m. Do not forget. It used to be 5 p.m. All mm-hmm. home games are now 7 p.m., so just be aware of that. July 25th, San Diego Loyal at home faces Las Vegas Lights with a 0-0-1 record at 7 p.m. All right, uh, that will be on... I believe ESPN Plus and uh, the CW as well. So make sure you check those, uh, check that out. But then, uh, as I mentioned, we get an opportunity to get a revenge. That's the following week, believe it or not. Actually, only four days after July 29th, we'll be playing Galaxy Two and, and Galaxy at uh, in Carson, and uh, that will be at 7 p.m. as well on July 29th. So looking forward to those. <laughs> Our next episode, we will be talking about how San Diego beat Las Vegas and then getting ready for the Galaxy 2 match, uh, you know, rematch. Anything you guys want to add? Are we talking about anything else before we kind of call it? I got nothing. I got nothing, really. 
Last week we I went an hour and a half. I think we're gonna keep it a little short this week. A little short, yeah, man. I mean, week, come on, we gotta. Yeah, we gotta, please. Now this weekend's match, uh, for me, I think it's really about kind of reestablishing who we're gonna be in this conference and who we're gonna be in this group, um, yeah. and saying, hey, we're we're the second best team in this group. We think flat out, Phoenix. We're gonna respect what you've done. We hate you, but. On paper, you're a better team right now, and we we still want to beat you, and we still like being the underdog to you. Um, but I still think we're the second best team in this group, and I think we should be. And I think points wise, uh, this gets us back on track. So if we can win this game, um, maybe steal some points against people like Sacramento, against Reno, mm-hmm. um, I think that, that kind of stuff's going to go a long way to helping us repair kind of stuff what happens with Galaxy and probably with OC too, because they're going to be a tough out. Yep. As well, and they're going to frustrate the crap out of us because both teams will sacrifice beautiful play for the sake of just messing up whatever we have going on. <laughs> like they don't care. So yeah. uh, no I, and same with, same with the lights. So we have to learn to live with it, and hopefully beating them uh, and beating them the way that we want to beat them uh, shows we can do that to the likes of OC and Galaxy, uh, and puts us in a good kind of pole position there. So yeah, that's think, my kind think, of closing thoughts on that. I think. I think in our in our group. Um, Phoenix and Orange County are definitely kind of expected to make the, the playoffs just from, you know, last season, their performances, obviously we don't have a last season to go off of. We have four games to go off of, um, and the first three games look good and last game looked really bad. So, um, we have to just keep going forward and see what we can do. Um, obviously the hope, as far as the table goes, the hope is that like Alexi two can do to those teams, what they did to us, you know, come out and, and kind of surprise them come out and press hard and come out with a ton of energy and disrupt game flow and steal some points away from them as well. Um, Cause from a table perspective, you know, just like you analyze an EPL table or you analyze, you know, any kind of a soccer table when it comes to three points for a win, one point for a draw, zero points, obviously for a loss. Um, you know, you got to beat the teams you beat, especially in a condensed season. I mean, usually this was going to be a, 30 plus game season this is now a 16 game season so every point counts more than it used to um so yeah this i mean as far as the table goes and the season goes this isn't just like uh ah, oh, we'll get the next one like this this hurt this this is bad for you know playoff contention and chances but um as far as moving forward you, you got to kind of have that mentality of you know pick it up pick your boots up clean them off go for the next one and and hope that they can do something um you know, like this to Phoenix or Orange County. It's it's a sixteen game so it's short. Yep. It's it's always gonna be a uphill battle in that sense if you lose a game early on like this, that you have to kinda if you win three or four in a row, you're in a great spot. If you lose one or draw a couple, it's always gonna be you have to win moving forward, right? So that pressure just keeps mounting and this group seems like they can handle it. So I'm excited to see how as you said, how they respond is the big thing and then how can we carry that forward? But um yeah, I mean we're we're excited. We did some stuff in the stadium that you'll notice. Um we'll have more flags up this week, right? The player flags will be back up. So um, you know, we'll we'll keep adding to that. I think there's more ideas to come with that and it looked fantastic on the broadcast so hopefully they keep featuring our stuff and we can put a little bit of ourselves in the stadium for the players as well yeah uh yeah so there you go luckily fellas we don't have to wait very long to say another match we've waited long enough we are back yes coming from a uh, defeat that should not have been but we'll see how they that's i'm looking forward to it man we'll see how they uh, react we'll see how they bring it back uh so july 25th Again, 7 p.m., not 5 p.m., time change. 7 p.m. on ESPN Plus and the CW here locally in San Diego. Uh, that's going to do it for us. It's a little bit shorter one. Still still uh, almost an hour. So we appreciate you guys hanging in there and listening to us. And, you know, we've gotten some really positive feedback. If you're enjoying this, uh, if you're not enjoying this, please turn it off now. You're, you know. Stop listening. But if you're, but if you what are, have you been doing? But if you are enjoying it, please consider giving us a review on iTunes. Uh, it helps us out and uh, makes us, uh, you know, makes us look good. When people are looking for a loyal podcast, a San Diego loyal podcast, we, we pop up. Uh, and shout out to the, uh, you know, to the family of uh, podcasts now that has a uh, kind of come out of this club. So you know who you are. 
I won't name you because I don't want to miss anybody. And then you text me, message me, or you know, be all <laughs> mad at me. So that's it. That's gonna do it for us. Uh, I, I guess. I mean, we just call it right. You guys have anything to add before we go? Well, I was gonna say there there will be more stuff in the shop. We're not done yet. There, there's literally things being loaded in this week. So hey, they may nice. drop this week. They may drop next week. We're never, we're never done. Like fashion, our shop is never finished. And we actually did rename it Bums Bazaar now. So, so it good. is officially the Bazaar. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So there's your ad plug. If you're hanging around at the end, you get to listen to an ad. Go to our shop, buy our stuff. Um, it's like Marvel it, movies. It is really cool. Uh, I will say the orange, and obviously, as the person who gets to highlight images, I highlighted the orange uh, Forever Loyal shirt and the mint drinks with bum shirt. I think are kind of cool color combos to add to your wardrobe. So if you're looking for a shirt, got you there. But we'll have some more cool stuff coming out that's unique and different and doesn't look like any of our other stuff. So stay Bam. tuned. Bam, we got, the, we got the sales pitch in. Cool. Yeah. Steve. Any any closing thoughts, sir, before we go? No, no, not really. Um, okay, I will good. shout out to Jordan and Darren for their pre and post game show. Um, please watch them on the Facebook page, the San Diego Facebook page. Um, shouts to them for the good work they do. Uh, they were in stadium. They got to interview Warren. I think that was great. They had a couple of local scarves on and on their desk. Um, really appreciate that. Appreciate their kind of love and support. Um, yeah, I'm hoping for a better performance. Hoping to talk you know, more upbeat and better win next week. Um, but it's it's part of it. Can't win them all. All right. On that note, we're gonna call it. Thank you for listening to episode eight. Uh, that's it. My name is Jerry Jimenez for Mr. Steve Brokoff and Mr. Drew Steck. You're listening to the Loyal Locals podcast. Thanks for listening. Go review us, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Thanks for the therapy session. Bye.